Sorry, just suddenly got an allergic reaction to something in my hand. You got an allergic reaction to something? fucking hat, like, I don't... This is the thing that you, like, complain all the time, that, like, oh, I'm the second child, like, they don't like me as much, and I was the better child, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. I was just a fucking trial run. Like, they got you right first out the gate. Like, I've got, I I've had fucking <laughs> skin problems, and back problems, Although that's just because and... you've got, you, you got the genetically fucked up skin, that's not... Yeah, but I got a whole bunch of other medical problems that you appear to have sidestepped. Yeah, that's true. But I'm, that, that didn't happen because of, like, me being born second. No, but it seems yeah, I like... Got, I got a better overall health body, but you yes. got the, the emotional... I'll take the fucking body over the emotional any day. Yeah. Sick to death of this. Internet. This is the fifteenth. Oh fuck! What month is it? September. <laughs> Every time. Can't fucking start a podcast. I, can, I, I need to. I need to say the sentence in my head. Fifteenth of it. September. You in twenty fifteen? Okay. Hello, internet. This is the fifteenth <laughs> of September, twenty fifth. What? <laughs> I quite go over that first fuck up. Sorry. Okay, let's let's let, I'll let you give it a minute and then we uh, can go. Okay. Okay. You sure this time? Like you're not gonna just okay. go for it or? Oh, well, don't get mad at me. You're the one that fucked up. <laughs> I'm the one who also edits this thing, so I I can make it sound awesome. So don't worry, or at least not shit. I think that's the more important part. Okay. Hello internet, it is the 15th of September 2015 and this is the Game Engine Start podcast. My name's Ewan. My name's Callum. That was a delay, alright, sure. Hey, um, sorry. It's fine. And uh, this week we are talking about Nerf guns. So, oh, God, the... not, oh, not this. So, <laughs> how are you, so I know you're in the middle of a project right now, how is your, um, your slide action going? Um... <laughs> I feel that, like... Are you honestly just bringing this up after the discussion we had earlier today? Yes, I I am, because I think it was incredibly unfair of you to judge people on their hobbies, considering the shit we do for for fun. I'm sorry, but when someone who... Granted, he's very good at it. Yes. The person that we watched who does Nerf gun reviews is very good at it, and I watched some of his, like, uh, mod builds and stuff, and they're very good. He's a very talented man. Yes. By the same token, him treating the Star Wars branded, like, E11-looking Nerf gun mm-hmm. like an actual gun. I don't think he's treating I, it like an actual gun. Like, no, I don't know, see... but, like, taking, p- putting a certain amount of respect on it like you would an actual gun if you were going to review it. Talking about how the stock feels a bit too short and the hand grip is maybe a bit small... And but, the slide action on the whatever it's called, the slam thing, whatever it's called, the slam fire is a bit yeah. short. So maybe there's not enough power going into it. And, but he's like, and, it, but it's the, still the, a kid's toy. Like, the man has an encyclopedic knowledge of Nerf guns. Like when he's talking I, about I, it, there he pulls he pulls it out of the package. He goes, 
I think this might have the internals of the Nerf Rampage, and he pulls it and does all the things. No, yep, this- that, I'm okay with that. Of him going, this appears to be based on this design for a Nerf gun. I'd be like, cool, that's an interesting little tidbit because yeah. it's obviously like a branded thing so, for Star I'm, Wars. I'm struggling to get the bit you don't it get way too seriously. Um, but I mean, the, so this is the thing, right? That's- like, I, 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 I have a problem with people taking things that aren't meant to be taken seriously too seriously but okay so this is people then get way too mad and into it and crazy about stuff like that so if you're if you're looking to purchase that product right you want to go to somebody who knows the product line well and can give you recommendations right if i'm if i me are you talking me personally if i want to buy that product no i mean in general i mean in general in all products for products in general, like if I want to go buy a new fucking oven or like fridge or bit sure. of hardware for my computer or whatever, yes, I'm absolutely going to seek out people who know more than me. But for a fucking toy, I'm going to buy the one so, that looks the coolest. Or like, I don't care about the fact that the slide action is not quite as long as this other one. So, or the okay. stock's too small. Here's the here's but, the, okay. Here's the background for this for people. Toy. The background for this to, for people who aren't us um i decided at the start of this month or the tail end of last month to buy a nerf gun bad show. for a couple of reasons one I, you've always wanted i've one. always wanted one and it came from the fact that i had one when i was a kid i had a dad or father bought me one it was Did a he? yeah it was a battery powered one it I remember, remember I remember distinctly being young and firing them directly at you, so... Well, yeah, you would then, yeah. <laughs> being the younger brother, that's kind of how things are worn. Let's not get into the who caused more damage to the other person card. I, I was a toddler. I don't... I, I was, <laughs> my actions were not my own. That's a story for another time. That's a but story for a different time. I had one when I was younger, and it broke, and I was really disappointed, and our mum had a no-toy-guns policy... Yeah, she really hated for most guns. of the time, which is fair enough. Like, I'd, I'd probably probably the right approach to have had, but yeah, be, but yeah, because let's 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 keep the 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 things that look like guns out of our children's hand. Totally. Hey, both of them have grown up to play the most violent video games known to man. But Great. having a healthy respect for them and actual guns, terrifying the fuck out of us, right? I've never used one, so I don't know. I want, you, I've always wanted to fire an actual gun to see what it would be like. Me like, too. if I would actually be scared of it. So, but. The, the moment I realised that this is a complete sideline, we'll get back to Nerf guns in a second. <laughs> the complete sideline was when we went to, so, like, was this, like, six months ago? No, about a year ago now. We were out in, where did we go for Grand 60th Air? Dundee. 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 We went yeah. out to a villa in Dundee, whole family. Very nice. Very, yeah. very nice place. And it's out, and it's the type of place we can go, like quad biking and archery and all this kind of stuff. And one of the activities me and Callum and our dad signed up for was air rifles, because it was something. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. So yeah. we got air rifles, and women showed us how to use them all, and we're standing at the range, and they haven't given us any ammo yet. Like, nothing. She just showed us how it all works, how you load, how you do all this kind of stuff. The guns are unloaded. We're sitting in front of them. And she says, I'm going to go set up the range. Just look down the sights and just, like, get yourself comfortable with the gun yeah. itself. And I'm, like, I'm aiming, I'm looking down the sights. I'm trying to find all the targets and figure out where they are, all this kind of thing. Guns unloaded, not even primed, nothing, right? And I'm looking down the sights trying to find the thing. And she walks in front of where I was aiming Mm-hmm. And for a split second, I had the crosshairs and a gun on a human being, 
and I dropped mm-hmm. the gun. Like it was this physical kind of whoa reaction. Sure. And it was it was that was the moment where I was like, oh, okay, I still have a complete healthy respect. Video for games didn't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I would not. I didn't. Wouldn't pick up again until she was off the range. It was kind of scary. But sure. so the point was that we were growing up. Mum had a very strict no guns policy, uh, no toy gun policy. I thought, I thought that w- that that session was. All- I did like the the XCOM sniper pose where you like yeah, rest totally. on your <laughs> yeah. elbow and stuff. It was great. I really I enjoyed that. doing that. Actually. I had fun with that. Um, so now that I'm older and I have a bit of money, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I and I keep passing them on Amazon, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna fucking buy an Nerf gun. Fuck it. I've not got a wedding to pay for or anything like that. That no. was. I paid for that with my own. I'd paid for my wedding the money this month. Don't start that. Um. So I. I <laughs> I'm just gonna image, I'm just gonna image of you going to your fiance like a six year old kid and going like. I've, I've, I've paid my money this month. Can I, can I buy an Nerf money? Listen, when she's she, like, you're in your 28. <laughs> she arrived, saw the thing, immediately loaded, uh, primed the thing, and then just unloaded a clip into my face. So yes, it was... Well, yeah, any, anybody would do that. Have you exactly. seen your face? Thanks. Seriously. So, uh, I bought a Nerf face, that's what I've always I've said. Very, yeah, you know, the old Scottish phrase, he's got a face that you wouldn't tire of shooting. Yeah, with foam exactly, bars. yeah. Um, Face like a scalp arse. That's my favourite so, so, so I went, fuck it, I'm going to just buy it because it keeps taunting yeah. me, I'm going to buy one. I was like, but which one am I going to get? And I'm looking through all of these, the, because there's hundreds of them now, Like, and there's like different like lines and like story-based ones, and there's like promotional ones and different makes and different ranges and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just fucking looking through them. I was like, I have no idea. It's been so long since I've looked at these, I have no idea which one to get. So I went on YouTube and was like, I wonder if anyone reviews Nerf guns. And I found that dude that I sent you the video of earlier. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh, okay, I want one of the battery-powered ones because I want it to fucking fly. So I looked through and he did a review of a Rapid Strike and said, this is probably one of the best clip-fed battery guns that are there. <coughs> I was like, okay, sure. And I bought it and he was right. It's fucking awesome. But, so, yeah. he's, but he's looking at it in terms of like, a, air quotes, professional Nerfist that's Which, but, 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 but his his take on it is not in your field. It's the I, same sort of thing. I was like when you read when I sit and read patch notes for like uh, Dota or League or whatever. Yeah, and listen to pro players talk. Not League so much anymore, but like listen to pro players talk about it, mm. and they talk about really in depth like stuff about this means X Y Z mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Ninety nine percent of what they say is irrelevant to me because they're at too high a level for me sure. to like even care about. It's the same sort of idea. Yeah, so what, totally. what he is talking about bears nothing on your ability. You could have bought like a not one that he would consider bad and still been happy with it because it it's a gun, it's a gun but, looking thing so that fires the nerf darts. No, it's, but I think this is I think this is one of the things that Amazon has done to is right where I've heard people talk about this before where Nobody can buy anything anymore unless they've read reviews. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Right? They've looked at the reviews online. Like, right. if you go completely blind and say this one looks cool and buy it, like, I've looked at the other ones that but are there and they don't. That's totally, like, that's totally what I would do if I was going to go buy a Nerf gun. Like, I don't care if it's, like, good to other people or not. I, I just care that it looks nice and launches the darts cool. Like, I would go, okay. go in a heartbeat and buy that fucking Star Wars one because it looks like an E11. I'm sure. Not, but so the other the other part of this was that I wanted to look at it because, like you said, this guy does uh, mods of Nerf that, guns. Yeah, 
that I will totally give you. The, so the modding of Nerf guns looks rad. So looks that's awesome. one of the reasons so, why I wanted to look at his stuff reviews because I want to try and see if I can start modding some. You're gonna mod your Nerf gun. I really want to do. So he, he did a video where he turned uh, the long shot. I think it's the the long barrel sniper rifle style one into the icebreaker from Destiny, and I was like, oh, that looks. I could totally do that. That looks awesome. You need like dremels and yeah. To, I mean, like I'm. I am I'm, I'm going to have the best tool set ever made, right? By oh, the time God. I by the time I, I really, have a house myself, I, I have I was going to say I have a different image now of like you have a house like in the burbs, mm. and you have like a little little Timmy Robertson or whatever yeah. uh, runs up to you in your garage, and <laughs> he sees the he sees the tools. There's like hammers, there's dremels, there's yeah. like drills and all that sort of stuff. It's like, you're like dad, dad, what are you doing? It's like. I'm just modding the Nerf gun. You <laughs> know that's exactly what's going to happen, right? I you know I, that. <laughs> but that's not... That, that kid's going to go into school and be like, I was helping my dad mod the Nerf gun, and he's going to get the shit beat out of him. Yeah, because... Well, think about Granted, it. Like, you would produce a nerdy kid anyway. I would produce a nerdy kid. We'd all produce nerdy yeah. kids. But that kid's going to get the shit beat out of him. But just think about the stuff his that... his dad nerfs mod guns on the weekends. But think uh, about the... Mods nerf guns on the weekends. But think about the stuff that our dad used to do in the garage, right? When we were young. Like, he would build, like, wargaming tables and, like, paint figures and do all this kind of, yeah. this kind of stuff. And he had all True. the tools and all this and all this kind of stuff. I am going to be that. Like, I'm, I want a fucking shed with tools and dremels and bandsaws like I like when Dad said last time I was on the phone to him and he said I bought a bandsaw, not a bandsaw, a circular saw. Yeah, yeah. So fucking jealous. Like, really, I want. It's it's really fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really it's fun. super fun. It's one of the big things. Like when I buy, I was a helping house, him. I was helping him lay the floor in the kitchen and use it. It's really cool. I like it. <laughs> so that's going to be. It's got lasers and shit. But you're but, uh, but you're doing it to mod Nerf guns. But I mean, you're I'm also going to like you're not cutting wood or. I'm like, also going. I also want guns. to build furniture and. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, stuff. I forgot you've got this weird builders mind. Yeah, like I want to build shit. That's why I do what I do. Fucking weird. Anyway, ostensibly this is a pro- this podcast about video games. I don't know how we got here. How did we get here? You bought a fucking Nerf gun. It's about Nerf guns. And it started and it- looking at giant man children online who don't want to go real guns so treat fake nerf guns like fucking the rate it's it's not it's weird (laughs) i got like all the power to them like they they have found their niche and their hobby and that's great if you can find your bliss in this world that's fantastic yeah but i look at it and think it's fucking weird when you sit and say man the slide action on this is too short and the stock's not really good on this children's toy like that's weird i'm not gonna it is it is 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 unusual and not something we have a real concept of except for the fact that we spend hours and hours a week talking about video games like it's the same thing right i I still slightly more accepted that at this point now it's slightly more accepted than like yeah super super high tier nerfism sure whatever it's called sure but I have to admire the, the, the creativity and the Oh, the, by all means, the, yeah, the, guy's, the guy's fantastically talented and yeah. knows what, everything about them. I makes really cool. Like, if yeah. I wanted to get, like, a custom Nerf gun, I would commission that guy because yeah. he seems very good at it. We should probably actually plug him. Actually, I think Lord Draconis, I think he is on YouTube. I don't uh, fucking know. If you search for um, any, like, Nerf Destiny replicas, he's, like, the first guy that appears. I watched the videos not too long ago. Um, yeah, yeah Lord, really Dr- Lord Draconal. Draconal, that's what it is. And he's... 
get a very good and it's one of those things as well that you look at like when we do youtube stuff and, and all this kind of stuff you look at it and you go that man knows how to like how to like how to compose himself on camera like he knows how to talk he's, he's, he knows how to get it's the... all it's all all it is is just him with a gopro and he he just sits and talks but he's really because he's so knowledgeable yes totally it's quite it's quite eloquent and understands the the, the field He's yeah. very good at what he does, and um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where like he knows what he's doing and he's good at what he's doing, and that's yes, exactly, totally fine. Uh, yes, so video games. Apparently, we've made it fifteen minutes, and not said a word. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Can I talk we- about the guy I saw today who was like reviewing the the Kylo Ren FX lightsaber. <laughs> no. Uh No, please. He got, don't. he got he got he got the information right about the lightsaber, but oh, um, did he? Sorry, did yeah. you say can I or did I? Can I? Yeah, go go fucking nuts for no, no. It's not. It's just like I I only discovered today that Hasbro made like a FX lightsaber of the Kylo Ren like flamberge lightsaber oh, thing. This is the one that everyone's freaking out about. Yeah, the one with the help things yeah. on it. And it, it, it was just like I just thought, oh, that's pretty cool. Does it, and it makes does, like cool noises and stuff. Does the blade come out? No, it's like solid because it's a ah. it's a display blade or whatever they call it. Right. So it's like solid blades. It's Hasbro? not one of the like. Yeah, so it's not like it's not from like uh, I can't remember the name. There's like two main makers of lightsabers that actually make like fighting lightsabers that you can right. black off. Of. It's just for like display purposes. It looks really cool, though. but okay. he got the the information right about the the hilt things, like the two bits that stick out the side of the hilts. Like we don't like I say we as a collective yeah. don't really know what they're about. There are some good guesses, but they don't really know what they're about. But I'd... when he was talking, he brought these ideas up. I went, oh, yeah, actually researched it. Seemed pretty I'm... good. It makes me so happy that you cannot see the irony of the sentence you just said there. I know, yeah, but, but <laughs> I'm not. But I'm not trying to sell people on it. Like, I, but you I, did I'm sit not... and watch a man review a children's toy. No, but I was, I was just, inter- I just went, oh, it's, I didn't realize this was a thing. The only reason I found out it was a thing was because it randomly came up on YouTube and went, oh, right, cool. I'm not like he, he's not trying to sell people on it, and he's not taking it seriously either. He like totally opened it and said, "Oh man, this is a really cool like toy." Yeah. And turned off the lights in his room and went, "Oh look, it makes light and noise." And that was it. Sure, he wasn't he wasn't sitting going, "Man, this is quite heavy." And but you, I don't you know said, about the action he, on this blade or whatever. It's, but you said he knew all about lightsabers and no, had the he, right information. He, he got one. He got one bit of information right, which means he like researched it a bit. Exactly. Like he knows all That's about not these. The same. <laughs> it totally is. This thing doesn't no, even. No, it's ex- not because that guy, the guy that reviewed the Nerf guns, like was talking about it from like a weird competitive sense about a children's toy. This guy literally just like bought a toy and went, "What's this based off of?" Oh, there, cool. That's it. Lightsabers. Like, lightsabers don't like, even exist. Oh, lightsabers whatever. don't actually exist. I think. I think you're you're reaching to try and prove me wrong. I'm that, really not. I, th- I, I think don't it's... think you are. I think I think that someone taking it, someone taking it too seriously for a thing that doesn't deserve it, and someone taking a thing that they quite obviously know as a toy. I mean, like, what's this based off of? Oh, cool, is way different. All right, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I just, I, I think they're identical, really. But anyway, that's for a discussion for another time. Actual video games that are not toys. There's like one, isn't there? <laughs> well, kind of. Um, it's like a of, video game. That's I've, so, I've got, so I've got a couple of things that you played. definitely haven't played. Um, oh, okay. Before we get onto that. Um, so I 
which we were interested in this. Yeah, so I went back to, well, didn't go back to, um, I, to- I talked like three, four months ago, there was a event in Edinburgh with a bunch of indie games that were getting shown off. Yeah, um, there's another yeah. one of those, right? There was another one uh, last Thursday, and I went along to that, and it was cool. It was very, very good. A very, very different selection of games this time. Um, a couple of more kind of... Uh, I don't think we've got. A, I don't think we have a name that we call them, but kind of more mood games, like not like competitive, kind of passive games. I think they were described as. Passive um, games. So there was there was one there that was. Um, it was just on one of the big screens, and it was like a bunch of like kind of stylized, kind of journey esque characters, kind of proceeding from left to right along along a road and up this mountain. And I went and talked to the guy and was like, so what's what's the deal with this? Like, you can see it's like a laptop. The laptop's got a bunch of console messages flying by. What's going on? And he said that it's basically, uh, it searches for all of the Wi-Fi enabled devices in the room. And each one of those devices has a character created for it. And the character will... Like like phones and... Yes. That's like any, anything that's sure. looking for a Wi-Fi signal. It'll create this little character and the character will attempt to climb the mountain and if the device leaves the character dies halfway up the mountain and leaves like a bunch of flowers behind and you end up this really cool thing of like there's points where there's like this big group of like flowers of pe- where people have left and it's like attention spans and all it was it was a really really cool idea like it kind of looks like a japanese pa- uh, like kind of watercolor painting mm-hmm. it was very very cool but it was, there was some of the, those which i didn't see last um didn't see last time anyway um i have a couple of notes here from stuff that i saw uh, that was the climb. That was the game that I saw there. That generates characters based on Wi-Fi devices. And it's a game called Friendship Club, which apparently is already on Steam. I think it's in early access. Not entirely sure. sure. It's kind of local competitive, kind of couch competitive game. Um, so Nethog and all those sort of ideas. Yeah, that kind of idea. More. This is more kind of Towerfall esque. So it's like a two D room, uh, four characters. Uh, everyone's got three bullets. And uh, the bullets ricochet forever throughout the room. Oh god! It's kind of like a top-down or like kind of more isometric thing. But you only have three bullets. But you have a you have a shoot button and you have a dodge button. And if you dodge through an oncoming bullet, you collect that bullet and you can fire it off again. So you end up with like so everyone starts three bullets and like especially the first time you play it, everyone just dumps. So you've got like <laughs> like twelve bullets. That's <laughs> Dumps bullets. Just dumps, dumps all over the place. You know, heavy dumps. They, yep. they, so there's like 12 bullets immediately fire, uh, going throughout the place. And if you're good enough and eventually you get used to it, when you start dodging through like three, two or three bullets at a time, which means you get the bullets and then you can fire them off in your colour. So eventually people start taking over all the bullets and it's all their bullets on screen. It's really, really yep. cool. But the, the art style is really cool. Like it looks really nice. It's kind of like somewhere in between like kind of Castle Crashers and um, what was the other thing that it looked like? I can't quite remember off the top of my head, but kind of Castle Crashers esque, sure, kind of slightly flatter. The art was really superb. It was good, it was so good fun like, as well. Like Goldnax and all those sort of yeah, ideas. Yeah, k- kind of. Yeah, um, I realised that even in the presence of complete strangers, I swear a lot when I'm playing these games. Like a lot. Yeah, you get you get way too into it. Like I, you're I, yeah. You're quite like a, like in normal conversation. You're quite chill and relaxed, and then when it comes time to actually play video yeah, games, totally. you get way too competitive. I get really into it. We sort of we we flipped because when I was younger, I was like hyper competitive, mm. and now I really couldn't give a shit. Yeah. Whereas you like I get now super have into become these games. way more competitive yeah. now in your later ages. Yeah. 
there was a game called Bang Bang Bang, which was good. It was one person dev team. It was a it's a Mexican standoff simulator, and it's oh, that's cool. really really yeah. cool. So it's like um, the gate, the kind of round starts, and on the ground is like a kind of Chinese checker style board. So it's like lines and dots and like a star yeah. shape, and um, the four characters are kind of positioned randomly throughout the board. And use the left stick to kind of look in a direction, like an arrow appears to say which way you're looking. And if you press any of the shoulder buttons, you'll ready your like you'll put your hand on your gun, ready to go. And as right. soon as everyone's put a hand on the gun, kind of sumo wrestling style, like once everyone's ready, the game starts. And then you've got two buttons: you can either point a direction and shoot, or point a direction and move. And if you move, you'll jump to the next dot along that line. Right. But if you fire, you'll fire down that line to the next dot. So you only actually go one step. You can either move one step or shoot one step. Oh, and it's okay, all sure. kind of like so as soon as it's got this really great moment of like it's got that tension as everyone's ready in their gun deciding what they're gonna do when everyone's ready. Mm. And then as soon as it goes, everyone's just like there's this like people start jumping around the board, there's like random shots go off, people get hit, people get missed. Oh, do all the moves happen all at once? Yes. So as as ah, soon, okay, as, soon sure. as everyone's ready, it goes real time. So you could like moves. You could like take a guess as to where someone's going to be and fire, and yeah. you could like so, move like, into your bullet. Pre-em- yeah. yeah, preemptively fire, and you can fire fast. You can fire slow. So like a fire fast is like a hit scan, so it'll immediately hit what's in the dot. Or there's a fire slow, which will the bullet is visible and will go down the track until it stops, until it hits something. So you can like you can fire a slow bullet, move a little bit round, and then somebody will not pay attention to where they're going and run right into it. And all this is really really cool idea. That's pretty interesting. It's very yeah. very cool. Um, what else was there? There was a Oculus Rift there. Uh, it was a DK2. It was the one I hadn't actually seen before, so it was the new development kit. Um, I thought DK3 was the newest. Sorry, DK3 was the newest. Yeah. Um, there was one of them there. A guy had made a kind of kind of slender the arrival style game where you've got it, ah. it's, but it's in a it's in a container ship, like a procedurally generated container ship. And the kind of hook there is that you you need to get to the roof of the container ship with fuel to fuel the helicopter to get off the ship. Mm-hmm. But um, since it's a container ship and it's all metal, everything you do makes noise. And there's three creatures that are randomly chosen at the start that one of them is going to be chasing you. And like some of them react right. to light, some of them react to sound, some of them just fucking charge you. Um, and I looked at that and went, immediately saw what was going on. It was like, that's really cool. I'm not putting this headset on. I'm sorry. Ah, uh, yeah, I was. I yeah, was watching. That would be my kind of thing. I'm like, that's a great idea. Never going to play that ever yeah. and walk away. Like, I was, yeah. yeah, totally. Like, I saw grown men, like, kind of rip the headset off and stuff. It was yeah. it was pretty good. It was really, really cool. Um, there was a very weird... Uh, the only game I'd seen that had a, a non-standard controller, and the non-standard controller was, like, a human skull and a Ugh. toothbrush, and mm. it was competitive skull toothbrushing. Right. So, like... It had. It was like the skull itself was really weird. Like I held, had all these wires that came off the teeth that went through the skull and out the back that were plugged into the PC. It's not like sensing the brush yeah. So it's sensing the brushing, yeah. so you get a better. That's strange. You get a better score, the better teeth you better that, brush the teeth. That seems like a game made by perverts. I don't know. That seems really strange. Um, I, it was just really weird. Like the guy that was showing it off was just like, "This is. I know this is so dumb, but I just thought it was, I, I laugh every time I think about it. So I just thought I'd make it. Oh, okay, sure. So, At least he kind of knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my favorite one, a lot of them, was a game called uh, Gyro Disc, and those guys have just made wind jammers. Sweet. Like, awesome. Actually, it's just wind jammers. Like it's gyro disc. Gyro disc. One word. Uh, 
you throw, you lob, you have you um, charge up as the discs are coming in. The faster you throw, the faster the disc goes. You bounce shit off walls. Yeah, like special it's got, like special moves and yeah, it's got it's got the the Korean special guy special move with the ninety degree jumps. Like it's just fucking, oh awesome! It's just fucking windjammers and it really works. Um, it's all in three D. Gyro disc super league is that what it's called? I don't know. I'll, I'll have a very. This I'll, looks a lot like windjammers from what I'm seeing. Uh, gyro disc. It was. It's got a kind of three D. F- yeah, they, they've advertised games are for everyone volume two, so it must be them. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, gyro disc super league. Super League. Yes, Valiant Interactive. That's what it was. Yes. Um, this seems rad. I don't know. I like so, the art style as well. It's very yeah, minimal. It, it works exactly the way you expect it to. And also my favourite part is when you score, um, or when you hit, like, I think it was 11 per round, the same way as Windjammers. Yeah. It does the uh, the uh, Iron Brigade thing of uh, it kind of zoom into the winning side the two players yeah. on the winning side, and then all the face buttons are mapped to different taunts. Oh, so you, awesome. So you That's hold the rad. button down, and like the guy puts his arms out like a plane, and you can run around your half like a plane. Did you get to talk to these guys? Yeah, yeah, I was talking to one of the developers. Um, did you ask them if, like, did you ask them about Windjammers? So I, 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 I walked up to this thing, I saw a couple... Did you saw it, like, just be like, yeah! <laughs> you saw it, wait, so I walked, up, I walked up, and it was the first game that I saw when I walked in, and I was like, this looks awfully familiar, and then a couple of guys picked it up and um, started a new game, and I was looking through the controls, and it's was like, square to lob, an X to throw, yeah. and you can charge by mashing X, and yeah. there's a roll button, a dive button, uh, and it's three points if you hit it on the outside, and it's five on the inside. Yeah. Huh. I was in the queue, and then the guy was like, "Hey, do you want do you want in?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, sure." And I jumped in, and he was explaining the controls, and he was like, "You guys have played Windjammers." Like, no, no, no. I played Windjammers before. And it was like, that's, that's, that's <laughs> I said to him, "Like, you guys have played Windjammers, haven't you?" And he said, "I don't know what you're talking about." I just hit start. <laughs> <laughs> it was brilliant. The guy was he totally just went up to him after, and it's like, "Did you guys watch Giant Bomb?" Like. <laughs> So I was at the point, that point, wearing my Luchador t-shirt, and I was ah, I, nice. I was half expecting him to go, Is that a but no, there's nothing. Um, it was just the fact. It was just the fact that he went. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have about. no idea what you're I talking just, about. I just pressed start. Um, that was fantastic. Um, yeah, and, I I'll totally play this. Thing yeah, and he said, um, and I said, don't worry, I fucking love Windjammers. So yeah, it was it was it was pretty awesome. I um, fucking love Windjammers as well. Yeah, so, so that was cool. Um, awesome. I think that was everything that I saw there that was that was that was good. Hell, you can just tell me that someone's making like a modern one jammer as I said it was a good night. Yeah, totally. Uh, I wish you told me about it. I totally could have made the journey. And, yeah, I, I like I, I I like they do them like once every few months now. It seems so. The next one that comes up, you're more than welcome to to come up. Sure. Um, and they do. There's live music every everyone as well. Um, I can't remember who it is that does it, but they do like orchestrations of video game music apparently it's awesome. like a yeah, sounds like sounds like my gig yeah like my and the, the bar they do it in is really cool as well um apparently it's on steam greenlight is gyro disc is it i'm gonna look for it gonna look for it now okay gyro disc. um tell me how much it is and if it's got uh, online well it's on greenlight it's not on oh okay. Greenlight? no okay i don't know so yeah it's cool um go like that up so yeah it's um the name of the group that puts these on is called um oh i'm blanking now uh, the hit point they're on Facebook and I think they're out, they've got their own website and stuff. Um, they put it on the actual events called Games for Everyone or Games that are for everyone. Um, and yeah, that was the second one they've done and they're always really really cool events. Um, so yeah, if you're in the Edinburgh or 
Glasgow area. You should you should check it out next time they come through. Um, yes. So the other thing I did was I've I've been talking a lot about uh, the Destiny expansion, which comes out tomorrow or today when you're listening to so this. So it's like mute my mic and like you just no 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 because I think some of this you might actually be interested in. So I've way, read all the stuff. Like yeah. So the way that the way they're working um, the expansion is that last week. They did the 2.0 update for everyone, which is their their big... That was the big balance patch? Yeah, so it was the big balance patch plus a bunch of new rework and features and all this kind of stuff. Um, Goodbye, Matterhorn. Not Matterhorn, what's it called? Gallahorn. Gallahorn. No, uh, Gallahorn. The Gallahorn nerf happened, but it's going to become pointless when Taken King comes out anyway. Sure. It's fine. So the big changes they made, um, the big change really is that they've got rid of... They haven't got rid of light, so... Again, just to reiterate... One of the many currencies of the... No, no, no. So the way the leveling worked in Destiny was you could get to level 20 normally through XP just by killing things and doing quests and all that kind of stuff. Post-20, you level up from there based on your light, which is a statistic on all of your um, armor. That's gear, right? Yeah. Yeah, Armor only. Yeah, Yeah, so... Is that a thing? Okay. Yeah, Um, levels like... The the general term for most MOBAs... uh, MOBAs, For most MMOs that says your gear is of a higher level than you are. So, like, in Final Fantasy fourteen, for example, my character's level 60, but my eye level is, like, 190-something. Right, it's, okay. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like that. But they, they translate yeah. the light into... The light basically becomes your experience after that. So if you have a certain number of light, you hit the next level, and so on and so forth. Sure. Um, so what they've done now is they've basically removed light from the leveling system. So you now level up to the, cur- the cap, which is currently 34. Um, That's such a weird number. Well, it start, uh, the, ca- the cap was 30 to start with. That was the with light cap. Sure, was thirty. Then they added two levels per expansion pack, so it's now thirty-four. And then t- right, okay, sure. Then Taken King's going to bump it to forty, I think. Um, so they get, so basically, light no longer influences your level. Um, you level up to the cap with just normal experience. So like, I as soon as two dot zero hit, I jumped back in, did a couple of story missions, and hit thirty-four, no problem. Like I hit a level sure. cap easy where i did have been stuck at like 31 32 forever basically um so light is now a average of the light of an average of the stats of all of your gear kind of averaged into a single number yeah that is that's, level. that's, that's a straight eye level yeah. yeah so that's the thing that they use to recommend um difficulty levels for quests and story missions and strikes and yep. all that kind of stuff so they'll becoming say like, more and more like an actual MMO every yeah. day. So it's saying like, yeah. hey, this the hard this hard level of strike recommends a light level of one twenty or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's now how light works. And it was really awesome just to hear the level up noise again because I'd forgotten how it sounded because it'd been so long. Um, is it is it is it as good as like the Call of Duty one? It's it's pretty impact. It's like no, it's not. Sure like, sure no, it's it's not, not it's, there's no heavy guitar in it. No, but it's oh, it's it's still pretty cool. Um, but yes, so. Light is revamped and it it's kind of it's a lot better now and like you still you hit the level cap and you now have access to everything but like they'll still recommend like hey you are your light is not good enough to get through this at all um so there was that they have um they've improved the quest system so the way it worked before was um like all the expansion story stuff you would get a bounty. So the bounty system is just like your normal kind of MMO quest thing, which is like, kill yeah. 10 of these things and do all these things. And you would go to a guy in the... the Bring me 10 bear hides. Yeah, so you go to the guy and there's a central guy in the tower and the reef, which are the two social areas, and you grab a bunch of bounties off the board, you go do them, and then you go back to the tower to trade them in. Um, so the what used to happen for the big story missions or the expansion story stuff 
was it would just be like a, a special type of bounty that would appear on your bounty list and you would just go through it like that. They've revamped that where they've now got a quest system where it's a totally separate part of your inventory or, to, or of your menu and they're all uh, narrated, they've all got flavour text, they have steps, so it's like you're now on step seven of this quest and it makes a lot more sense and it removes that, that from your bounties so you can keep your bounties separate from the actual quests. Yeah. And it has the other advantage of they've reset all the quests because so like the original story in the game, like the original kind of through line of the story is now a quest which you can now retake because the quest system is new and you get the end reward again, which is good because the end reward the first time through was a gun, which was like, this is a useless gun to me. I don't need this at all. And it wasn't even very good at the time by the time you got to the end of the story. So you just shard it and get the materials for it. But you can now get that gun again and it's now legendary. So it's now actually useful. So you can run through the quests again and get all that. And sure. They've, and they've requested like the House of Wolves stuff and they've requested the the Dark Below stuff. And they've got the really, they've got the kind of, obviously to kind of get new players in, they've got the kind of, here's how you begin as a hunter thing. And it's like, go buy a piece of armor or go equip this bit of armor. So oh, it's teach you how to play yeah. the game. So that you set as a level 34 going, you're going to make me buy this like level two armor. So, okay. So you buy the armor and you put it on the quest pops up and says, okay, now buy a gun for the gunsmith. You're like, my gun will kill all of these guns. Like, what are you, yeah. what are you doing? But it makes you go through it because obviously it can't. And then you get to the last like three or four steps are get to level 10, get to level 20, get to level 30. And I'm like, I'm 34. So you would just like, you'd get the quest to become level 10 and you just leave the tower and come back. and goes, hey, you're level 10. Now here's the next oh, step. Right. I thought you'd have to like go out, kill one thing and all three no, no. would pop all at once. It right. was really annoying because it didn't just pop in the tower. You'd have to leave the tower and then come back. And that's, sure. like, a, that's like a two minute load each week. <laughs> so yeah. Um... And they've removed the the um, the kind of special bounties that they had. So one of the things they had for House of Wolves was the the wanted bounties, where um, you would go to a specific place in the world and spe- uh, specific enemies would drop, and you would get a bunch of random people together, and you would try and take out these larger enemies that are just randomly spawning in the world. And um, they've removed all of them. So hey, if you didn't have any finished, they're gone now. Um, which is weird because, like, why would you remove content from that game? It seems uh, um, unless they're planning something strange, There's bigger. a lot of strange decisions that yeah. the people at Bungie made about Destiny. So yeah, and they've done a bunch of like UI rework and the the kind of that's good. The world selection map is now a lot more open. You can see where they can expand it better. Um, they've just improved a bunch of like of um, kind of notification stuff. But like, you can now put like two of your bounty or four bounties or quests on your ghost menu which is the touchpad i think basically so like when you're in the world you can hit it and go okay i still need to kill 20 of these things and it's your quest tracker kind of but it used to be like two levels deep in your menu and now it's just like one button push away which is that's pretty good really bad design if that's two menus deep your quest tracker should be on your screen at all times if you're playing so they're now so they've they've fixed that as well um and that's good it's good to see they're actually doing totally they're they're listening it sounds like they are listening to people and they've done they've done things like they've they've improved the organization of a lot of stuff where like for example your emblems which are your kind of your basically your kind of your icon and your banner on your gamer tag um which you get for like quests and like their limited edition stuff and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, they used to take up inventory space. Um, that seems dumb because okay. there were items like that could be sold. Well, you can't actually sell them, but they took up inventory <laughs> space to pick them up. 
and sure. so they're now in a just in a menu in the tower good when you go better. to the person and so says here's all of the emblems that are possible and here's all the ones you've unlocked so if yeah. you want to equip it here it is in the menu just hit it That's and you can get better. it same yeah. with shaders as well. There used to be items that you'd have to store, and they're all just in the menu now. Um, yeah, they've just made a whole bunch of like really cool UI improvements Good. to the whole Glad. thing. It's great. And I got back into it because it's been a while since I've actually been in. And I was have like, you done yeah, the raid yet? Is... The raid's not out. The raid's not out till. Oh, I mean, have you done the old raid yet? No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm in the process of getting it working. Um, but yeah, I, I really want played. you to do a raid so you can Me understand. Too. Me too. What? Why people play MMOs, but. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Like you don't need to convince me anymore. No, no, like, I know, I'm but in. you've, you've not, you've, you're, you, you say you're in, but you still don't understand. Like yeah. you don't get it. Um. So yeah. So and then the other thing they added was the. I think it's in now. I haven't added, actually had a chance to play it, but one of the things they're adding in Taken King, and I think they added it last weekend as well, just for this limited time thing, was they've had a new Crucible mode for, uh, called the Rift, which is basically somewhere in between capture the flag and bombing run from an old tournament where sure. there's a, a spark it's, i think it's just called the spark in the middle of the field and you can pick it up and throw it to people and pass it and you have to basically dunk it in the enemy goal yeah so um, it is bombing run then yeah basically. So, but you have to so the, the cool thing is that if you jump you have to like you have to do the bombing run thing of jump and slam it in to the goal to get the point but if you back into it you get extra points so, like, if you go backwards into it, like, they'll flip over and do it. So you get extra points for being sure. stylish. So, um, so I haven't had a chance to play that. I want to play a couple of rounds of that. And also, they are adding a new mode, uh, definitely in Taken King. They're adding a mode called Mayhem, which sounds ridiculous. Mayhem is just team deathmatch, but your powers recharge at, like, five times the rate. So, oh yeah, sure. Everyone's yeah. just popping like golden guns and void uh, void drops, and everything are just going in there, and it's happening yeah, all I've the time. That. It's cool. It's awesome. Those modes are always fun. Yeah, and it's it's completely crazy. It's completely insane. I love it. Mm. Or modes like that are always yeah. Fun. Um, and uh, this was also the introduction of Nolan North and the removal of Peter Dinklage. That is yeah. the that is the most un Nolan North voice performance. Oh really? Is he not Nolan North? If you hadn't told me it was Nolan North, I wouldn't be able to tell you. He is like a kind of chirpy, sarcastic robot. Um So rather than I can't remember who it was that said it, but it's like rather than Peter Dinklage doing a boring impression, it's Peter Dinklage Peter Dinklage doing a boring impression of a robot, it's now Nolan North doing an impression of a bored robot. If you see the difference, sure, yeah. Like I hear that. there's, a, there's yeah. some character to him now, and he actually like. Especially, he sounds, he sounds bored because that's part of him as a person, as opposed to the guy just being bored. Yeah, yeah. and it's like replaying some of the story missions for the new quest stuff. Like you're going through some of the same dialogue, and you're like, "Yeah, this is miles better than it ever sure. was." Good. It's it's very very good. Um. So yeah, that was all the stuff I've done on my own. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um. Have you done anything that's not Metal Gear? <laughs> Yeah, the only thing that I've done that's not Metal Gear is I got into uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Um, oh, okay, because that's because, free to play now, right? Well, I'm not. Well, huh, this was the thing, right? So a bunch oh, of my no. friends, <laughs> a bunch of my friends got into it, and um, we're like, "Oh, you love Star Wars? You should come play with us." And I was like, I, "I, I really, I've always wanted to because it's Bioware writing and it's a Star Wars game, and The Old Republic is an amazing part of." the Star Wars universe and all that sort of stuff. Sure. Uh, 
And I'm like, I should come play with us. Like, no, I can't because I really disagree with how Bioware handled the free to play model. And yeah, because you need to like the old Republic. It's like pay to sprint or something, isn't it? But there's 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 a whole bunch of shit that they held back from free to play stuff, which I kind of understand. You do that to kind of encourage people to do to pay the monthly or whatever. Yeah. The main problem I had with it was that if you're a free to play user, you earn. Only, you only earn 25% XP on everything. So every, every, huh. every bit of XP you get is cut by 75%. So it's not uh, like... So that seems like a really so weird way can, to phrase that. Like, so you can totally play that game free-to-play. Like, everything free-to-play. Except it'll be the most grindiest, grindy slog you've ever had in your life, ever. Because they, the le- they don't change the XP caps on levels. They just change oh. how much you're getting. Oh, that's so, that's horrible. It's it's the worst thing I've ever heard. What they, they should have they should have done what normal people do, which is instead of limiting the free to plays or give the person who pays a boost, like give totally. them hundred seventy five percent XP. That's that's instead of even as a marketing thing, that sounds better. Like if you're a yeah, subscriber, you get double XP. It sounds like you're getting more for your money instead yeah. of just by we're going to force you to pay by limiting you, as opposed to being so a second class citizen with yeah. your. So I oh. hated the way they handled free-to-play for the really the longest time, and I was like, I was just like, no, I'm not playing with you guys at a principal and all that sort of stuff, and did it for, for weeks. They'd been playing for, like, months, and I was like, I'm not doing this at a principal. And uh, eventually, like, one day they were like, oh, you're, you're probably just thinking about this wrong. You should just not think of it as a free-to-play game. Sure. And I was like, well, it's kind of hard to do that when they advertise it as a free-to-play game. And like went through the whole argument again and then just started reading like message boards and stuff like that and everybody that was playing it was like this game's really really good just don't think of it as a free play game pay the monthly like any other MO, blah blah huh. and i just kind of went ah fuck it fine i'll throw the eight quid at it and give it a month and see what it is so yeah three eight quid at it and because it's the the new expansion comes out next month the oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah. the fallen empire thing yeah uh they're no, doing... it was like Knights of the Fallen Empire, right? That's what I said, were... yeah. Because I remember Empire. you were really pissed that it said yeah, it Knights, when of, Knights the... of the... Yeah, yeah, I got really annoyed. But yeah, it's Knights of the Fallen Empire. And um, they're because of that, they're doing um, like a story boost. So like because this is a Bioware game, you're, the main plot line of it is character-based and based on like your class. And sure. So your own like story and whatever. And they're doing a boost of every... The XP you gain while you're on main storyline quests. So like single track quest yeah. is multiplied by 12 oh wow so you you instantly like within the course of like four missions you instantly out level the zones that you're in huh like the first the first like by the time the end of the prologue which is supposed to be take you from like level one to like level 15 hmm. i was like 24 or something like that so they're so you get, they're, they're get literally you just to- going mainline this and be ready for the new expansion right, is what sure. they're saying so okay. learn the story get your character to max level gear out and you'll be ready for the expansion um that being said running through one of the entire story that thing's really well written really like does it really feel well like, written for, does it feel yeah. like a bioware game yes it's oh, very wow. much written okay. like a bioware game where like your your choices feel it's not it's not uh obsidian writing where everything's kind of gray and you're just kind of making choices in a universe and seeing what happens this is bioware so things are good or things are bad and right. the good things are very good, and the bad things are fucking awful. <laughs> right, uh, okay. So, like, you can do you can do things of like uh, because I was playing an empire character, so the evil side, the mm. Seth Empire character. I was playing like a bounty hunter, and I was trying to play him as a guy who 
wasn't part of the Sith Empire. He was just there to do his job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like there was a, there's like a bunch of situations you get into where you go on a bounty and it's like some like Sith Lord or some high up in the Black Sun Cartel or whatever, and you get into the room and there's like a bunch of innocents there, or like the Sith guy's all crazy and is taking a bunch of people hostage. And one of the things is like you can the, the good the good option is like no you're here to take the guy let's not try and kill the the innocents let's just do our job and get out mm. or the bad option which is just like let's fucking blow up the whole room who gives a shit about these people <laughs> we're gonna get the other guy sure i like so a whole bunch of that but the story is like really cool like you're the the bounty hunter story you start off as like a normal bounty hunter where you're just there taking bounties and you're part of this thing called the great hunt which is like the bounty hunters get together and see who's the best yep and that morphs into like you becoming more involved in the sith empire and then they betray you and put a whole like a whole bunch of like fate or like the republic put a one a, like a galaxy's most dangerous thing out on you for like a whole bunch of fake shit <laughs> like they make up a bunch of stuff about you and say this guy's pure evil you can't trust them right so the sith empire have to drop you and the republic hate you so you're <laughs> out on your own and there's a whole cool storyline there and you do a bunch of really cool stuff in your storyline like the couple of our friends are playing like imperial agents who are like the the, the intelligence service for the, the the empire so they yeah. go and do secret missions and their story is like effectively like a bond movie they go and like sex up a bunch of people and oh, right. like do a bunch of like suave talking and but then they also get the option of like towards the end so I'm told towards the end of like the first chapter, your big choice that you make mm-hmm. is whether or not you blow up a planet. Oh. So you like can choose to kill like millions and millions of people. And like really it's just, like, there are apparently a lot of really cool choices and stories okay. and uh but yeah, it's is a bit any- at the end of the day. It's really traditional MMO. Like Is there anyone in that game who's not playing a bounty hunter? Like what? What, what are the classes that you can start uh, with? So on the, the imperial side, it's Sith warrior, Sith inquisitor. So that's like uh, melee damage, force damage, uh, bounty hunter, and imperial agent. Mm-hmm. And the republic side is Jedi knight, Jedi counselor, smuggler, and republic trooper. Right. Yeah. So can, the- can you be a can you be a good bounty hunter? Like can you be? Yeah. A- Okay. Like if you if you, if you play it the way I'm playing it, which is like you you are there to do your job, and you you still but you but you you work for the Sith Empire, but you have a heart, and you're there to do your job, and you don't want right. to like you're not pure evil. You just you, you, you like like I said, you like you don't walk into situations. You'd be like my targets in that group of giant people, rocket, and just right, try okay. and like kill everybody. You sure. like think about what you're doing. Uh, you can have like good Sith as well. Like the Sith aren't always evil. Oh, the Sith okay. can choose to do good acts. It's just this is this is where you get into the argument of what defines a Sith and what defines a Jedi. And right. but yeah, this like evil. Like the the I started a Jedi character as well, and one of the first quests you do is like protecting a Twi'lek village, mm-hmm. and you can you have the you have the option of like romancing the head like scout person like the matriarch of the village basically sure uh and you you you, if you if you romance her you get like dark side points and she's like wait i thought jedi weren't supposed to have relationships you're supposed to be detached however and you 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 have the standard options of oh yeah but i just can't control myself or whatever 
or you you can do a really cool option of I think that's bullshit in the Jedi Order. The Jedi Order needs to change. Right. So instead, instead of you being dark side because I'm giving in to passion, you're like, no, I'm I'm I th- I'm thinking about what I want to be in the universe, and I think sure, sure, sure. the Jedi are good, but they're doing it wrong. Right. So they need to adjust, which is really what I wanted that huh. character to be. Be like a Jedi that's thought the Jedi are forced for good, but they're doing it wrong. They need to change. Sure. So okay. that that was that was a really cool kind of option, but yeah, the, at the end of the day, it's still a, like a traditional MMO. So it's just what, it's way it's way better because of this twelve times XP thing. So you can just gun it through the main story and not have sure. to do like leveling grindy bullshit. You just earn stupid amounts of XP and just learn the story. So what's and the then I, I, what's the method for getting the expansion? Like, is it you have to be subscribe? Uh, you have to be a subscriber. Subscribe. If you subscribe, you get it for free. Right. If you're a free play user, you have to pay like a tenner or whatever. Okay. Uh, but at the time. At the time now where the expansion isn't out, we are already one expansion behind. So there's been three expansions where there's been Rise of the Hutt Cartel, Shadow of Revan, and the new one which has fallen, or Knights of the Fallen Empire. Uh, We can play Rise of the Hutt Cartel, but we can't play Shadows of Revan. When the new one comes out, we get Shadows of Revan and Knights of the Fallen Empire. So we've got two chapters to run through. Um, And I really want to do the Shadows of because you do a quest uh, where Revan turns up, like the guy from KOTOR 1. Oh, wow. The main, okay. the main character from KOTOR yeah, 1. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does a whole bunch of bullshit in the meantime, but he, like, you do a dungeon that is like a. It's called the Foundry. It ends up, ends up being. And so in KOTOR 1, you're looking for the Star Forge, which is like an infinite source of mm. uh, materials and can make inf- anything in the universe, basically. And uh, the foundry ends up, you, you end up learning that it's a star forge and you go, oh, right. So the thing you were looking for in Kota 1, oh, there's more than, we knew there was more than one, but no one knew where they were. There's one on this planet. Cool, let's go and do the dungeon. And you do the dungeon and you're, you go through it and then halfway through, uh, you get attacked by HK-47. Oh, wow. And you go, yeah. oh, there's an HK droid there. And he constantly is talking about how his master is protecting the foundry wait, I might know who runs the foundry and you, you'd like fight HK, go through the rest of the dungeon, get to the end where the foundry is and there's just this like hooded robe guy and he starts spouting about how he's like, I've been both Jedi and Sith and I see the true nature of the force and <laughs> I need to do X, Y, Z. And I go, oh shit, it might actually be him. And as, as I'm saying that out loud in chat, he like walks over a table and picks up the Revan mask and puts nice. it on his face okay. and turns around and pulls out two lightsabers that are purple and goes, I'm Darth Revan, I'm the like the only hope for the Force. That's and a pretty good go, reveal. Shit, that's Revan! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good and reveal. Then, but so you, you fight him, and he gets to like less than 10% health, and goes, I underestimated you, and then blinks away in the Force. Sure. Like, uses the Force to just kind of disappear. And you go, oh, he's gone, he must be good. But then there's now an entire expansion that's about Revan, and his like fight for the Force, and all that stuff. Sure. So I'm really excited to do that because cool. I want to know what happens to Revan. I, but, I'm glad that like this might be the closest thing you'll get to a new old uh, new Knights of the Old Republic. A new like, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's pretty damn close because they they they're tying it in really and, really well. And they were they were speaking even more highly of the writing in the new expansion, like at E3 and stuff. They were really yeah, saying they, like this is a Bioware fucking next thing. Yeah, like, the way that and the like information they've released in like slow drips and drabs, it, the the like setup for the story seems pretty cool. So awesome. We'll see what happens with that. Cool. But yeah, that's that's the only thing I've done that's not Metal Gear. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say we should talk about Metal Gear, but like 
there's not really much more to say We've, right now. Yeah, the, the spoiler cast that we did was kind of good about the story, but the the only other like things we can say about it is that that game's fantastic. Game's like, really good. It's, that game's stellar really made. It like is one of, if not the best, open world game ever made. Yeah, and totally. I, I think I think it's one thing I said. Yeah, this is one of the things I said in the spoiler cast that like when I got um, Far Cry Four and I gave up after like five hours, I thought yeah. I was done with open world games. Like I thought I was just like maybe I'm just not a fan of this anymore. And I no. am now like. 28, 25 hour, 25 yeah. or 30 game, hours. This game this knows how to handle the open world, which totally. is like, don't don't overwhelm the player. Let yeah. them come into it slowly. Yeah. And then when when everything's finally shown to them, they're at a point where they're integrated in the universe. Yeah, so they totally. understand everything you're telling them. Yeah. Instead of doing the Assassin's Creed and Far Cry thing, which is going, look at all these things on the map, go! Yeah, totally. They like really slowly feed you it, and it makes it, makes it way better. Yeah, yeah. and that... Like I was telling my friend about that. My friend sent me a message uh, like a couple of days ago again saying, have you finished Metal Gear yet? And I was like, dude, this game's so huge. Yeah. I'm not done with it's, it. And he's I like, know, oh yeah, I've but heard... I, thought, I thought you'd run through it by now. And I was like, no, 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 this game's like way slower. They deal with the story out really, really carefully and methodically. And I, 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 I am taking my time with this. I'm not going to run through it. I think the final chapter is like 34 or 35 or something like that. Like not 40. Chapter wise. Um, Somewhere between yeah. 35 and 40, and I am... Um, Jeez, where am I? Like 16, 17 I'm or at something? 29, not that much. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've, I've been playing as much of it as I can, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 that game's fucking there's incredible. There's so much it's, stuff. It's, it's so a really, good. really good one. Um, there's a lot of things that... Uh, there's a lot of, like, small things where the, like, that game uses music so effectively... Yes, it's, it does. It's a really good, it sets the tone and the era and the like frame of mind really well. Just clever little uses of music, and they know that by pairing a game that's so open ended and based on choice with kind of iconic songs, so things yeah. like Man Eater by Hall and Oates and Kids yeah. America and all that sort of stuff, they know that people will create these moments for themselves. That oh, they'll every, then yeah. go and talk about. Like, like people, dude, people there, there will be hundreds of stories where people that that start with. I was here and did X, but always ends with while listening to YZ, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They know that it'll pair really, really well together. And it makes it makes those things collectibles that you actually want to go and get as well. Like, I am desperate to find where the final countdown is. Like, I can't find it. Yeah, I, I'll tell you where that is. Um, and, and stuff like yeah, and it's Yeah, it is. It's the... It's managed to achieve the thing, or I think it's managed to achieve the thing that most open world games say they want to do, where it's like, you've just got this big old world, you can approach it any way you want. And it's like, yeah. totally. Like the mission we were talking about last night, where there's a mission where you have to basically capture a Jeep that's in a convoy. Yeah. And it took me a good three or four goes to get it. And I approached oh, it yeah, me too. a yeah. completely different way than you did. Yeah. And we both ended up with the same, with completely different outcomes. Or the same outcome, but like completely different methods. Yeah. Um. And like, it's one of those things that if you have an idea and try it, about ninety percent of the time, it's going to do what you think it's going to do. Yeah. Um, and then the ten percent where it doesn't is normally pretty entertaining. It's, whatever. Yeah, happens. it's hilarious whenever yeah. it happens. Um. There's been I. This has been the game where I have most used the PS4 save video function. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of clips I want to show you at some point, um, sure. which are just fucking batshit stuff happens. Cool. Um, and just the, just the random occurrences that happen that 
in most other games would be like game breaking or like completely ruin it just are like there's like there's a moment where so there's the concept of like with your your buddies you have like a was it bond do they call it you bond with yeah your bond your level yeah. so I, i've been rolling with d-dog for most of most of the game just because he works the Hitting best the like, the way I play. yeah you know hit the town and um there was a moment where i was lying i can't even remember what i was trying to do that was i was up on a cliff above a guard post and i went to throw a stun grenade into the middle of it and like the ai freaked out and d-dog ran in front of me as i threw the grenade and i just bounced the grenade straight off his head and <laughs> lost like four bond off of him and then the stun grenade exploded at my feet oh wait so you hit, you hit him and it made hit, him hate yeah, you yeah uh, like it's the same way like if you trank him or if you like hit him accidentally yeah. or something like you lose bond with him so i basically just pinged this grenade off his head um, completely by accident and yeah, lost a bunch of pond with them but I was too busy laughing um, that's pretty good at what was going on I like it um, yeah. yeah and there's just there's just so much stuff the, the so one much, thing the, it was yeah sorry Neil. the one thing I will say is that the server stuff the online stuff is still completely yeah, broken yeah, um, the fact the that they have tied stuff like opening the map and some of the internal menus are yeah. obviously hitting the server and those servers cannot handle the traffic they're getting right that now. That game's like, not so per- slow. It's not perfect by any means. No, no. And I think and I think it's a thing that the like I've not read many reviews of it mainly because I wanted to spoil like, not spoil it for myself. Mm. But I don't think they talk about it very much. I think mainly because like the review servers probably would have been fine because it's not getting so, hit as hard. I heard that the because uh, the people that went to the, the people that got the day one reviews of it they went to oh the event thing yeah they went oh, to the event yeah, that makes sense. and the event doesn't the event didn't have any online yeah okay, like they sure. they removed the online components so from, the, from the reviews all the like uh, the UI elements and stuff would have been fine because yeah. they don't so like the server. but like opening the map should not hit the server for any reason no. or if it does it should hit it in the background the like, things that no should reason. hit the server are the things that relate to online yeah. so like your FOB and all that stuff yeah. should. So like, the not like, the map. The amount of time not you trying to develop stuff from other base. Yeah. Oh. So that like the 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 difference between like being offline and online and opening a mother base menu is a matter of like five to ten seconds sometimes. Oh yeah. Like, it's, yeah it's, 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 it's definitely recognizable and it's definitely. They need to start yeah. that shit. It's it's really no wonder that Melgar Online isn't coming until end yeah. of October or <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And this isn't even that yeah. intensive. So. But yeah, games. The last, um, the last we, thing I would say about it yeah. is. They're using music effectively, and the the thing that strikes me about it most of the time is that things it's the cutscenes, the, the the small bits of story that you do get are incredibly well shot. Yes, like from a camera perspective, because like instead of doing the normal traditional Metal Gear or any video game story, like dramatic fixed camera, like mm-hmm. wide angle shot or like tight in on people or whatever, yeah, yeah. they do a like POV person in the moment shot. Mm-hmm. So like the per- the the cat, it's like you're seeing it from a person's eyes. Yeah. So like I, there's like bits where I'll not talk specifics, but like the you're like snakes trying to hide from someone, mm-hmm. and the the guy, the camera will like peer from like behind curtains, and then when they see someone, will quickly duck out the way and yeah, like it, react like a human would, and it, it feels- makes for this really kind of dramatic. Like you're you're way more involved in the moment because you feel like yeah. you're there because you can see through this person's yeah, eyes. Yeah, you, you feel like Don't you're another like, dude running about. With yeah, mother base or whatever, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's and it's like when they the, the, the one that gets me every single time is like when they do a shot from a cutscene that starts in the helicopter going to mother base, mm-hmm. and Snake steps out and whoever's with him steps out, but then the camera guy like visibly steps out of the helicopter like there's yeah. actual. Like you, you feel the bump as he hits the ground. Like the there's metal. a guy with there's a guy with a steady cam coming out. Yeah, at the just same like time. stepping off the helicopter. I was yeah. like, oh man, they're act, they're like legitimately trying to do this on purpose. 
yeah. and will like react to stuff like when people start going crazy the guy yeah. will like recoil and start going oh god and it, it yeah it really helps like drive the emotion of the scene to see this kind of person in the moment shot yeah, it's exceptionally it's well amazing. put yeah, together. It's amazing shooting. Really bit, good bit of cinematography. Um, yeah, so like, there's like, there's not really much more we can say. We did the spoiler cast for no. some more specific we'll stuff We'll do another one to week. get later on. I yeah, totally. Um, so go listen to that. if you're. I think we cover from 1 to 14, chapters 1 yeah, to 14 right. we cover in, in the first episode. So go listen Boy, to that. Boy, how did some shit happen between there and where I am? Holy yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure. Like, there's already starting to do stuff in mine, but yeah. Um, yes, so we're going to go to a break, and I believe you have a song for us um, yeah. this week. Um, I'm just going to finally bite the bullet and say we've been talking about it for forever, so I'm just going to give you a track from the Crypt and Dancer soundtrack. Um, <laughs> I was wondering which one of us was going to pull that trigger first. Because like, we, keep, we keep saying like nearly every week, man, Crypt and Dancer is an amazing game, and yep. the soundtrack's incredible, and then every time we get to this thing, we pick something else. Yep. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that Danny so, Baranowski did it again and made an amazing soundtrack, so I'm going to give you a track from that. Which one? I'm interested to know which one you're going to pick. I'm going to pick, because I talked about it specifically on the, the thing where I was, uh, the podcast where I talked about playing the game, I'm going to pick the music for the King Konga boss. Ah, sure. Okay. Um, because that, it kind of summarizes why that linking that game's music to its mechanics works so well. Mm-hmm. Because it's 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 got a really good beat to it, so you understand what you're supposed to do in the moment of following the beat, but then also plays around with it by because it's a kind of like conga line, it skips beats. Yeah. And if you act on the skip beat, then you lose your multiplier and people jerk around you. And so it's sure. it, it's a like the first time I played that boss, I was like floored at how well designed that boss was. Totally. It's one of the the most like almost perfect moments of video gaming I've ever played. It's totally. so finely tuned. Did so I, I'm going to play that. Did I say I played some co-op of that? Yes, you did. Like last Jesus. podcast, and that was mental, yeah. It's so yeah, I'm going to play it. The song is called Conga Conga Kappa. Yes. And it's the, the King Conga boss music from Crypt the Necrodancer. So uh, check out the post, and we'll put some links up about where you can go to buy that. Where do you actually go get it? Do you know? Uh, his Bandcamp. He's got Bandcamp. Got- cool. Yeah. Um, so there'll be links to Bandcamp, the official site, and all that kind of stuff. You should, get it. it's fucking incredible. It is. Um, so, yes, enjoy this, and we'll be back in a So that was the Latin-infused beats of Danny Baranowski. Uh, you should all go and buy that soundtrack because it's really yeah. good. And, if you and buy the game because the game is amazing. Uh, it's definitely going to come up at the end of the year. Yeah, for um, sure. It's, yeah. Very, it's very rare we have a, a thing this early where we're both in agreement of like, this is going to come up. Yeah. Well, no, I think the first, the first, the game that actually started, do you remember the game that actually started our game of the year, uh, like, planning list thing that we have on the internet uh this year yeah and uh, no room of a thousand stakes 
was the thing that us us starting that list was based off of Rumble Thousand Snakes. So I'm going to say that um, I passed that on to um, Dave, who we did our uh, my uh, Sonic the Sonic um, Dreams video. Sonic that was, video. I, I'm so I it's the most proud I've ever been of something in their website that I'm not a part of. <laughs> totally, it was brilliant. Um, but I, really I passed. I, I passed because uh, Rumble Thousand Snakes was done by the same guys that did yeah, the, the Sonic Dreams collection, kids. Arcane Kids. Um, and I passed it on to him, and it was just like, the fuck did you just send me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was, God, it's it so awesome. good. It's really, really good. It's like two minutes long, but it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, so there's actually not a lot of news. There's one kind of interesting well, story. Right, but... before we get into video game news. Oh, right, I've got yes. A, I discovered, right. So I'm going to give you a list, and I'm going to make you try and tell me what they've got in common, right? Okay. Ready for this? Yep. Right. Rugrats mm-hmm. are real monsters. Mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey Arnold. Okay. Angry Beavers. Uh, I can't remember the names of the other ones now. Yeah, but what, are, what have all those shows got in common? Um, I mean, they were all like our generation's kids' shows that were all... Yep. Kind so they're of... all like ni- 90s cartoons. Yeah. Um, Channel. They all have dubstep remixes of the theme songs. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what channel was they shown on you? Say again? What channel were they showing on, on TV? Uh, they were all Nickelodeon, right? They were. Right. So now, what if I tell you that Nickelodeon are teasing that they're making a new channel showing exclusively 90s cartoons? <laughs> What's it called? The Splat. <laughs> of course it is. Yep, totally. And the logo is literally the old school Nickelodeon Splat with the words the big the orange splat, splat written in it. And they've been teasing it for two weeks with... The main thing they teased it with was like a two-minute YouTube video. I'll send it to you after this. Okay. It's like... All the like, like cat dog, Ariel, Ren Steppy, all those things just like oh. bust together to a song, and the internet flipped out. I'm and sure. Went, Holy shit! Look at all this stuff that we is remember. Is it going to be like? Is it going to be on actual TV? Is it going to be an I, online no thing? Knows. No okay. one knows. Sure, but I like those shows. So those shows are really great. I will watch uh, them again. Totally. Fucking, I think Angry Beavers. Uh, uh, Beavers. Angry Beavers uh, influenced my. Comedy more than I remember. Oh, totally. For me, because I watched that show a lot and thought it was hilarious. For um, me, it was Angry Beavers and Fairly Odd Parents were the other ones that I. Yes, Fairly Odd Parents was yeah. That that, was that show was, I, it was Fairly Odd Parents was really good at like diverging humor. Yes. They were like going one way with a thing and then went in a completely opposite they would, direction they, for yeah. a little bit and then came back on. It was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. God. Um, so yeah, so little bits of news. Um, have you tried the new Dota 2 client yet? Yeah, Reborn. Yeah, I've yes. had a look at it. Is it? I mean, is it an Messed improvement? Up, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's anyway, a really good looking client. Even even just from a UI perspective, it looks really sweet. Um, yeah, it's really smooth. Everything's really well laid out. It looks way better than the cluttered mess of the old one. And sure. you can like uh, find uh, what they call them? like, like <laughs> mods and stuff like that, uh, like the special game types that people make. You oh, can really? find them really easily now. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Which is really cool because some of them are pretty fun. Um, like the, the WTF mode, which was you used to have to like make custom lobbies and then type in the cheats to do. It's oh, now weird. just a game type. Oh, so, uh, okay, so at least if they've realized that that's a thing and are actually taking it yeah. on board. Because that game was like, it's the, it's, uh, your skills have no cooldown and cost no mana and you have infinite money. Sure. So you just, you, you just go wild with any hero. <laughs> Okay. And you have like fucking Storm Spirit, whose ultimate is like turns into a lightning ball and dashes around. You have him like dashing all across the map at all times. <laughs> and 
Sure. It's great, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, okay, so other stuff. Um, the Xbox Live Indie Games channel, um, which was a thing for Xbox 360, where we found such gems as um, Mount Your Friends and a bunch mm. of other XNA-based games normally. Um, that is being shut down, finally. Mm. Um, okay. Well, we got we got the we got Mount Your Friends out of it. Exactly, That's the whole thing the best thing for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they will continue to publish games until September 9th next year. On that date, oh, you can okay. no longer publish publish to it. And then in September 2017, uh, it will shut down for consumers to buy stuff. So they sure. still get still get so stuff will be, still be there. Yes, then until September, until September 2017, all the stuff will still cool. be there. Um, and they will issue a final payment to all indie game participants for the wares, whether they meet the $150 minimum payment threshold or not. So for indie games, you would get paid, you would get a check every month provided, you, that month, uh, provided you'd sold more than $150 worth of stuff. Um, but the, their final checks will be like, here's the rest of the money that we owe you. So they're, they're closing it off properly. Um, what else we got? Um, Persona is going to be at Tokyo Game Show. Um, Persona properly. 5? Uh, they said, I'm just reading directly from the Polygon story here. This is Persona 5, right? Uh, it says, the Persona series is taking centre stage next week's Tokyo Game Show. A Persona-themed special stage event will take place September 19th. They announced That's it on their five, website. Though. It says, uh, the cast of Persona... got to be Pers- five. Let's... I would assume so. Um, that game's ca- out in December. It's got to be five. Yeah. The cast of Persona Stalker Club, Atlas's talk programme, focused in the series will also be on hand to host a special live episode during the show. Um... God, of... I keep forgetting that Persona 5's December. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh. uh, the event will feature live performances from a variety of artists familiar to Persona fans, such as Lotus Juice, the rapper behind Persona 3 tunes. Yep. That guy's uh, really good. <laughs> and the opening theme of Persona 3, uh, and Sh- uh, Shikoku Hirata, who sings Persona 4's opening song. Yep. And a bunch of other stuff on it. Yeah, so apparently there's going to be um, a bunch... Uh, th- yeah, everyone's thinking it's got to be stuff to be with Persona 5, because it wasn't at E3. Yeah. Um, so it's got to be. This is the place we do be. it before the launch. Um, oh, and Persona 4 Dancing All Night's out at the end of this month as well. Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a big rumour that... Um, so Apple had a press conference last Thursday, Wednesday, something like that, um, where they showed off their gigantic iPad. But one of the things that... Uh, one of the rumours that were going to be was that they were going to redo the Apple TV and that it was going to have a game focus... And instead, what we yep. got was a revamped Apple TV, which said, like, hey, you can play games, and here's the shitty remote you can use to do it. Um, but one of the things we're saying is right. that um, SteelSeries, who make kind of, kind of mid-to-high-tier... peripherals. Yeah, mid-to-high-tier gaming peripherals, they have They sponsor their, a lot of esports teams. They do, as well. They've got a very noticeable logo, actually, which you've probably seen elsewhere before. Um, they are the ones that are partnering with the kind of pseudo-official Apple TV controller, and hey, it looks a lot like a 360 controller. Um, it's a nice looking thing but it's going to be $50 um, yeah I thought it was interesting and also um, Apple TV is getting a bunch of quote unquote real games as well in there where Geometry Wars there's going to be a version of that for Apple TV um, Skylanders is coming to Apple TV and Guitar Hero the new Guitar Hero is coming to Apple TV oh right okay sure which makes sense because the new Guitar Hero is just video there's yes, no 3D true. so of course it makes sense um, I'm really, I'm really interested about that game still. The new guitar here, like, yeah, but like how that's gonna work? How that works? Whole, totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just, just want to see it at this point. Yeah. 
the new Xbox One dashboard and backwards cap- capability, compatibility, sorry, it's coming in November. Like the full launch of all that stuff happens in their November update. Um, Nintendo just today appointed a new president um, oh, to, yeah. to replace um, Totoro Iwata. Um, it is, where's the guy's name? Tatsumi Kim- Kimishima, um, who was the previous head of Nintendo of America before Reggie took over. Yeah. So, that's him. There's also, the other thing I saw about that was uh, thingy Miyamoto got given a new title oh, of yeah, the company. Oh, yeah, he's like Creative Fellow, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, this was, but which I understand, like, it's supposed to be fellow, like, at a university or whatever. Yes. So it's like, yeah, a consultant I mean, person. It, but when you, when you say it the other way, he's just like, oh, he's such a Creative Fellow. He is, yeah. It I makes him what, sound way better. It sounds like... Yeah, it sounds like, um, yes, that sounds like how you would describe Miyamoto if you met him. That sounds like him. Yeah, such a um, creative problem. <laughs> the, so yeah, last week there was a reveal, or not revealed, it was found that there's a bug in Melga 5 that was causing um, save yeah. corruptions. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, if you took quiet as your buddy on two specific missions, it would corrupt your save and you would no longer like be able to use it. 29 and 42 or something? Yeah, something like yeah. that. So that bug has a party uh, just today. Um, can I put a tweet out saying that the bug, there's a patch coming today for PS4 and PC. Cool. And remaining platforms will be there soon. So That's good because I use Quiet as a buddy like all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll be useful. And I'm, and I'm nearing mission 29, so that'll be right. awkward. So make sure. They, recently, they released a thing out like a week ago or something like that that said that it only triggers if you do the mission and you aren't at max bond and somehow you get max bond from that mission. That's it's, what causes it. It was a very specific set of circumstances. Yeah. But, um, so if you go into that mission having not maxed the bond, and then you max the bond during that mission, then your file gets corrupted. Yeah. But like out of the scope of that game, that's the first major bug they found. Not bad, I think. They've done all right. Um, on top of last week's discussion about Star Wars Land, apparently Ubisoft are opening a... 10,000 square meter indoor theme park in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> okay. This is a thing. I mean, in Kuala Lumpur, okay. I am directly Based reading, on what? Is it just Ubisoft so, titles? Directly from the Kotaku article. This is a quote from Jean de Riviere, who's the senior vice, senior vice president of Ubisoft Motion Pictures, which I didn't know was a thing, but okay. Um, Ubisoft's intention with this park is to immerse people in reactive worlds where they can interact with each other and become the heroes of their own life-sized game. Ubisoft will produce all digital media for the rides and help design guests' journey into the park to ensure the visitor's experience is at its best. Um, They're teaming up with the Malaysian theme park developer RSG to run and own the park, Um, but Ubisoft will retain control of the whole thing, slated to open in 2020. The theme park's name has not been currently announced. I don't think it's going to be called Ubisoft Land, like all of these. I really want this to be based on Ubisoft titles. I want a ride that's like a log flume that instead of going into water at the end, you go into hay, and that's yes, the assassin. I want to be able to. I want to be able to jump off the top of a building. And yeah, and then before they, they like do the thing where it stops at the very top and like lets you look down, yeah. and before they release the cart that you're in, it totally. does the like hawk noise, yes. and then you go into that's the hay. exactly what I want. And then I want the other, and then I want the kind of um, kind of haunted house ride where all the people have no faces. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, um, I got, it took me a minute. Yeah, I, I, I thought want, I could. I could hear you thinking there. I'd go, what? Oh, I want. Yeah. I want a separate part uh, for Assassin's Creed, but specifically Unity, where like all the actors and stuff like that are glitching out. 
yeah. and they've got like no faces and like their eyes are coming out of their heads and Every, everyone runs at like 20 but, frames a second and, yeah. yeah that'd be great like glitch land yeah just, i would you know what i'd kind of want to see how they would do that randomly like that. people start falling through the floor and that'd be pretty um, great you have to watch yeah. your step everywhere because they're like potholes and <laughs> you just you just fall into a massive pit if you don't, <laughs> just, yeah, you're just dead. You just dead to the world. You're just dead. It's just a pile of small children just lying. Far Cry Land. We have to get into like a machete fight at the end. <laughs> just everything goes on fire at once. Yeah, you like yeah. what you walk in. You walk into the place and someone hands you a wingsuit and then you <laughs> like walk you, through. They, they add you a flamethrower and go. Here's a pot field. Go nuts. <laughs> the entire time the Skrillex music playing, yep. you've got a flamethrower over weed Man, field. I would go <laughs> visit Kuala Lumpur. I'd play that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, yes, and then you go so, into a really, a really, a really small, like, um, what what are they called? The planetarium, like, style domes. Yes. It's just called uh, Michelle and Sell's Mind. And it's just like <laughs> a laser light show. And <laughs> this is the Pink Floyd concert. Yeah, it's just the Pink Floyd concert and lasers and, like, bright flashing lights and, like, space on the button. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. they Totally. Um, so, one of the, the. Oh, so finally the Arkham Knight PC patch has appeared. Um, like they said it would um, sometime in September and the initial reports are that it's fixed a bunch of the at least performance problems that PC players were seeing um, a lot of the Steam comments are saying like uh, that this is like a, it's gone from let me just make sure I read this right yeah so they've basically gone to like from it not working at all to them maxing everything and it running out of constant 60 so it awesome. sounds like they fixed whatever the problems were with that thing cool. Um, I also thought it was really funny that the patch get early released by accident, like in the beta well, version. Was it not they released like a smaller patch earlier? And then no, this was like a, this was the full patch, but they released it like two weeks early, and then everyone went oh shit, and then they pulled it down. Um, but a bunch of the people who got the early one was like, no, this totally works. They're doing it. They're actually fixing it. It's fine. Um, so yeah, that should be available if you're having problems with that game. Uh, so Super Mario. That's like, a lot of people are. Yeah, totally. Uh, Super Mario Maker is one of those games that I kind of am sad that I'm not. I don't have a Wii U for. It just looks like it looks like awesome fun. Well, um, we talked about this earlier in the week where I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to play that game. I want to pay fifteen quid and get a Super Mario Maker viewer. Yes, that just lets me play the levels that other yes. people make. I've got to... no desire to make a Mario level. Totally. I just want to see what people make. I mean, that's how I always used to play a little bit Planet. I'd never built anything in that game. I just played the levels that were there, and they were awesome. So yeah, cut price viewer would be pretty great. Um, but in the UK, a game fucked up pretty royally um, with pre-orders of uh, Super Mario Maker. So there was a special pre-order bundle for Mario Maker, which had the 30th anniversary Mario Amiibo, like the kind of 3D blocky looking amiibo thing yes, it's a huge one thing cool. yeah. yeah it was really really cool um, so a bunch of people um, the, the week of release when people were getting charged their pre-orders a bunch of people started seeing that they'd been charged up to four and five times the price of the Mario Maker bundle um, so the bundle was uh, where are we so the bundle was like £79 or something like that yeah it was like super stupid expensive yeah it was like three different special editions i don't know what the yeah so it's one of the super expensive but basically um game charged them four times for the same game for the same pre-order so people were getting charged like upwards of 230 pound 240 pounds in one go like a couple of tweets were saying um i've just checked i've got five confirmation emails and 234 pound of pending transactions showing my bank and there's a couple of people saying they got overdrawn 
buy this thing. Yeah. Um, had five emails about my Mario Maker pre-order and five times the money has just come out. Um, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, apparently they just. So apparently what happens was they fucked up. They realized they'd fucked up and said, "Okay, we realized we fucked up. We may have charged four times for this thing. We are in the process of fixing it. Don't worry." And then they charged cool. a bunch of people four times again. So some people paid for a eight mass. copies of that game. Um, it sounds That's gonna like, suck for people that like are like they have like hard time making rent or whatever but i mean that's like fuck hard time making rent that's 500 quid like oh yeah sure yeah if you get charged eight times i guess yeah yeah, i'm pretty comfortable and that would fuck my finances and immediately basically um so yeah they they royally screwed that up um but it looks like everyone's been sorted but a bunch of people may have lost their pre-order because they had to cancel a bunch of stuff they basically had to cancel pre-orders to get the system to work right so some people yeah. lost their pre-order which obviously they weren't happy about that's a shame so. yeah for a limited thing it must suck. yeah totally um what else have we got here uh, we talked about destiny thing um there's a little interesting thing which i wondered how long it was going to take for this to happen um once mario maker came out but a bunch of people who have done um so before mario maker came out the only way you could do what mario maker was doing was to do things like rom hacks or yes. that kind of stuff to get those hard there are a lot of very impressive rom totally. hacks out there um, right. so there's a so a speedrunner called uh pangea panga apparently one word um famous uh mario speedrunner sure um, <laughs> noted that his youtube channel had been completely destroyed um so a bunch of their videos had basically been taken down by nintendo a copyright claim by nintendo oh sure is um, this them they're like oh you need to go through our official channels thing? not even that it just it because basically because they're saying so they they, they basically so this is from the Kotaku article they dumped the email they got from nintendo and they're basically saying that it, it's this weird kind of like handshake and stab at the same time and um, where they said that um, by making derivative works and using Nintendo's IP and then displaying Nintendo's IP on your YouTube channel, you've violated Nintendo's exclusive rights. As the owner of the copyright in the games Mario Kart 8, Super Mario World, and Pokemon, Nintendo's exclusive right to perform perform the games publicly or make deriv- derivative works based on those games. Sure. Um, and a bunch of them were claiming stuff like, well, tool-assisted speedruns mean you need to have a, ha- a pirated copy of the game. Even if you have a copy of the game, it's still a ripped copy. Because you're doing tool assisted, which you're doing on a PC, so that's not exactly great. They don't like sure. to use emulators and stuff. I thought the I thought the rules about like emulation and stuff was if you own a copy of the game, then it's okay. So a, a bunch but, of people, yes, I mean technically you're right, but like all like as long as you're stuff, not like downloading a thing that you don't own, yeah, it's, kind yeah. of. Um, but yeah, like it's most of this stuff is happening because people because developers and publishers let it happen like they don't really have a leg to stand on like the sorry the speedrunners don't really have anything to stand on like yeah it's totally nintendo's property they can do what they want with it and it's really down for them to come to an agreement with them or just say like nah son this is done and they've basically just they have basically ripped this all these videos down um so they apparently they're becoming more aggressive specifically with tool assisted speedruns um and like this is a, the video that we pulled down from this speedrunner had over a million views, so it's just now gone and he ain't getting it back. So, yeah. um, and there's a bunch of quotes from like the Taz videos guys and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, that Taz stuff's awesome. Yeah, like it's, it's every it's every GDQ event is always cool. Yeah. 
Um, so yes, it's, they're fully within the right to do this, but it's still kind of a dick move, and you would hope that they'd have some kind of agreement worked out, or yeah. just like even like a banner saying, "Hey, this is Nintendo property," and they let us do it. Nintendo this just need to learn to how the internet works, and just kind of. <laughs> need to back. I it. thought they were getting there. I yeah, they were, they were starting they were to get so there. close, and then they would like start taking steps back again, and it, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of YouTube fuckery, um, yes. there was a the FTC have stepped in um, on an issue oh, that's yes. kind of been cinema thing. Uh, yes, so yep. the, around the launch of it, so I'm just reading from the Kotaku article here. Um, around the launch of the Xbox One YouTube network, Machinima held a special campaign for its clients. If you make a positive video about Microsoft's new console, you'll get paid extra, but you're not allowed to talk about any of it. So you're not allowed to say that you get paid to make video. Um, no, I thought I thought the whole point was that. They, the 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 contract was like the contract on YouTube says that it, you can do this, but if you do, you have to make it explicit. So and on one of the videos, they just didn't do that, and then so the FTC for this, went hang so on, this specifically, weird. the one that came for this said that um, the 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 contract from Microsoft said that you don't say that you are paid to do it. Right. Okay. Sure. You should. So the rule is that I mean, this is more. This is currently more American law than it is British law, as far as I know. I thought it was just rules on YouTube, like the, the YouTube no, 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 like, this is, terms of this, service. No, no, that. this is FTC putting this down, because um, sure. they made a ruling, oh, like five, six years ago now, specifically for, and it was really weird that the precedent for this was set with uh, baby products, because what was happening originally was that... Um, oh, yeah, I was all the mummy bloggers. Mummy bloggers, sort of. yeah, so companies were realising that people on uh, mums on YouTube were getting a bunch of hits and were actually um, doing reviews of stuff and they would send products to these reviewers for positive reviews and then the reviewers weren't saying that they get paid for this thing, which is unfair and... Not unfair, it's, like, deceptive. Shady as fuck. <laughs> yeah, shady as fuck is the non-FTC term they would use, but yes. yeah. So this is starting to extend into video games now where they're basically saying that if you're going to do a video, if you're doing a video with paid, which is essentially paid advertising, or that's been the product you're reviewing has been paid for by the company that made it. The company that made it, yeah. You have to write a thing on your thing that says, hey, repeatedly as well. It's not enough to just say, like, in the comments of your video, this was paid for. You have to write no, the comments. No, you've got, you've got, you've got you to put it in the comments s- and then also say it in the you video. You have to say it if say, you're doing, yeah. like, a long video, like a two-hour video. You have to say it multiple times throughout the video. Like, they're getting really strict on this stuff. So apparently, um, yes, this came out that the FTC have um, slammed the the YouTube group, uh, they've slammed Machinima for doing this. Um, so it sounds like the way it worked is Microsoft talked to Machinima to get them to do it, and then the contracts that Machinima handed out to their people said, yeah, that, yeah. don't say anything about the fact that it's being paid for. It was something along those lines. Um, so yeah, the FTC have, have, have gone up against them now, and are, are I don't actually say was- what they've done it was kind of bound to happen sooner or later like people are gonna fuck up and not do that sort of stuff but like they should really like read their contracts and be super careful about shit like this yeah it's 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 one of those things that with this whole new youtube movement happening you don't like none of the kind of your editorial standards that you would normally get from like normal media outlets are going to apply because these Mm. guys are doing other bedrooms so yeah it's this was bound to happen at some point but yeah we'll see it's going to be interesting. Um, this was just fascinating to me, this one. It's a League of Legends story from South Korea. Mm. Where um, So, in South Korea, you can uh, internet defamation can be reported to the police and people can be arrested for it or fined. Internet for defamation? It. Internet like people defamation. talking shit about you on the internet. Basically. 
Sure. Um, uh, but people are using this to their advantage in the same way that you would get insurance scammers and that kind of stuff. So basically the way it works is the person, the, they're called settlement money hunters is the translation from the Korean original. Basically sure. they go into a legal legends match, they announce their name and other specifics about them um, to make sure that they are identifiable when mm. this evidence comes forward. Uh, and then they just fuck about in the game and completely like mess up the game. They don't play their lanes. They mm. play like shit, basically. And then League of Legends people do as League of Legends people do and give them a bunch of shit for it. Yeah. At which point, all of the shit talking is screen capped. They send it to the police. They say this is internet defamation and the police take action and they get fined. Sure. So... Uh, in South Korea, defending people online can mean, punish, can mean up to three years in prison or fine of up to $20,000. Yeah. Wow. And the punishment is even stricter for spreading rumors about someone online. So um, so normally it's a settlement or um, if, yeah, and some people have paid between $300 to $2,000 just to settle it over fears of jail wow. time. So it's basically blackmail. That sucks. Yeah, it's, black- a, it's blackmail, really. Um so yeah, I just thought it was fascinating that like we're talking a lot now about like hey like abuse uh, or abuse on Twitter and stuff like that should be something that police should investigate and online abuse is a really bad thing that people need to take more notice of, especially in the law. But on the other side of the spectrum, once you do that, you end up with this happening and you're it gets really scary really quickly. So just thought it was a really interesting story. Um, so the two big stories of the week: there's a new Pokemon game. And it's not at oh, all shit. what you'd expect. This Pokemon, Pokemon ARG. Yeah. So it's a Pokemon ARG. No, it's not a AR game. It's not an ARG. The AR game, sorry. It's an AR game. Well, that's that. When I said ARG, that's kind of what I meant. It's just the ARG means. Oh well, okay, yeah, you're technically right. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they're working. So the Pokemon company are working with Niantic, who were the company that made Ingress, the Google AR game that I talked about yeah. years about a year ago. Um, Niantic are no longer part of Google they split off from Google and are doing their own thing and apparently their own thing is this um, they put out a trailer which was amazing it was like a it was fucking it was ridiculous it was, it was dumb as shit is what that was but it got what they were going for exactly so the way it's been described is it sounds like it's basically going to be kind of similar to Ingress where there are going to be Pokemon hanging out in popular locations in the real world, so like if you've got like a statue or a like a museum or something like that, that would be a prime place to get Pokemon. You I got my Pikachu next to the Mona Lisa and stuff the like that. Yeah. Louvre. Yeah. And so you'll go, you'll capture, you'll go to that area, you'll capture Pokemon. Um, the the way the trailer was doing, like the trailer ended with Mewtwo appearing in Times Square and like hundreds of people running after him. Red boss in real life. Yeah, so like real life red bosses and stuff like that. Sounds like it's going to be a thing. Um, and the other, so this is for Android and iOS. And the other thing they're doing is they're selling a Pokemon Go Plus, which is a kind of watch style Pokeball thing, which is Bluetooth synced to your phone and has accelerometers so you can physically throw a Pokeball at things. And it yeah, buzzes if that. you get notifications and all this kind of stuff. Stupid. I will, I mean, I will, I will get the app. I need to see I what this thing not, is. I do not give a fuck about Pokemon. I'm not. I need to, I just need to see what it's like. I need to see how it yeah, actually... Yeah, by all means, we need someone to report on it. But. I need to see what it is and how little it has relevance to that trailer. Basically. Um, okay, and the final bit of news. Um, 
it's Destiny related, but not really Destiny related. Um, so there was, uh, it was about six months ago. Sorry, April of 20... Wow, April 2014? Really? Okay. Um, Martin, Martin O'Donnell, who was the Bungie audio director, famous for writing all of the Bungie music, the, the iconic yes. Halo song, all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, he was fired from Bungie um, without cause, apparently. Um, or originally... He was fired, and he claimed that he was fired without cause, without suitable cause, so he went back to court, and has been fighting on court, about all this stuff. And basically, because it went through court, and actually went into court, a bunch of documents had to be shown, and evidence had to be given, and some of the evidence that came out of that thing was interesting to people who have been following Destiny, or Bungie in general. Um, like, there's a bunch of stuff about how a year before release, Destiny's whole story got chopped up and shaped, which is kind of obvious. <laughs> that makes sense, But yeah. also, it's nice to have confirmation. Like, they rebooted this thing really quick, so it's no wonder the story's in a complete shambles. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing was the actual story behind why O'Donnell got fired. So, to kind of sum it up very quickly, um, Destiny was going to be, as I always said, this is going to be their game for the next 10 years. They're going to build this world. They're going to build multiple games on top of this world. Like, this is their thing for 10 years. And they asked uh, Martin O'Donnell to um, write the music for the next 10 years of these games, but write it now. Or write, like, the main over themes of this stuff for wow. the next 10 years of our games. Sure. So he wrote, he did it. He worked with. Uh, Paul McCartney and did uh, a, a collection of music called Music of the Spheres and it's a um, orchestral it's an orchestral um, production in seven phases I think it's called I can't remember what the actual orchestral wording is for that but seven movements sorry movements is the word I was looking for but he wrote this whole thing and he said it was one of the, he's quoted as saying it's one of the high points of his career and Good. recorded in early 2013 um, and he wanted to put it out as an album because he was exceptionally proud of it and thought it was a great piece of music. Yep. Uh, Activision said no, because it's ours. Like, you made it for us, we own it, you can't put it out. And he was like, well, that sucks, but fair enough, okay. So he'd done all this work, he put, uh, put all this work into music. They said, we're going to do our Destiny reveal trailer, Can we, we need to use some of the music. He cut the some of the stuff down for trailer and music, made the trailer, put it out week before E3 2013 when they were going to show Destiny. Activision stepped in and removed all his music and replaced it with some of their own. Oh. From that point on, it seems like O'Donnell just got more and more angry about this stuff. He was losing creative control of the stuff that he was doing. Um, it seemed like he'd done all his work and nobody was taking it seriously. He started to kind of take over meetings and like just kind of basically get in the road of a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Until like they, they, he was basically looking for them to say, are you going to use this stuff? Or like, I've put a bunch of work into this, you should really use it. Yeah. There's a bunch of complaints about them. Like, As you would when you yeah, put all totally. like, it up. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff in there saying that um, he thought he was given deadlines that were unrealistic because the game was a buggy mess and he was asked to do the complete sound design for this game that at that point was a complete state and he couldn't do it. Um, he was being frustrated. He was railroading meetings and all this kind of stuff and basically Bungie said, no, we can't do this anymore and fired him in April of that year. So they, he took him to court and said all of this was bullshit. Um, not in those words, I don't, I don't yeah. think it's legal terminology, but it's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, and one of the things um, that was important, one of the reasons why he took him to court was since he was one of the founders of Bungie, or one of the kind of entry-level stuff, he got a bunch of stock or a, uh, shares in the company, um, and there was a thing in his contract which said that if he left voluntarily, he would have to lose, he would lose all those shares if he left on his own, 
but he didn't leave in his own. He was fired, but they weren't yep. giving him the money for it. So he had to go to court and get all that stuff. So basically, the end result of it is he's getting um, a bunch of his stock um, and payments um, of the first of which is $140,000. So he's getting a bunch of payments over thing, which is things like uh, mystification pay and all this kind of stuff. Um, actually, the the Beastcast, the Giant Bomb Friday podcast, they did a really good review of how all this stuff worked. It's well worth listening to. They go into a lot more detail yeah. now. That, but yeah, so this whole thing is finally finished, and he's good. Moving people on. who do good work deserve to get paid for it. Totally. That's he does come too. off sounding like a bit of a dick at points in this, where like. Just I think you could be a bit of a dick in that situation. But like, like, yes, but like, getting to the point where you're just railroading meetings for the sake of it. Yeah, it's sure, like, it's not exa- maybe not that. maybe not professional at the entire all the time. But yeah, it sure. doesn't matter. So yes, that's all done, and the book's finally shut on that, and hopefully they can move on from there. That is everything I have. Do you have anything else, or is that nope. us? Um, so what is coming out in the next couple of weeks? So Ten Kings tomorrow. I might do a quick overview of some of the new stuff. We'll see. I yes. might end up just playing it. We'll see. I've tried to do some of those overview videos before and they just never cut together very well, so I might just talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, Game-wise, I don't think there's anything else coming out. No, um, I don't think there's a lot. And hey, I, I basically, think... I basically, at this point, don't think I'd, I have a video game to play until, like, fucking Fallout comes out in November. I, oh, yeah. Fucking, yeah, I forgot it was even coming out. Um, I was I mean, you've to... got LEGO Dimensions. Um... That's I'm not going to get that for a while, I don't think. Are you not? Oh, no, I mean, it, it's it's 90 quid, and it's, like, I think I might give it a month. I, I mean, I, I honestly I honestly can't believe that you and your fiancé could survive without we, that will, game being... We will get it before the end of the year. It just might not be the end of the month. All right? You don't need to worry about that. Wow. Um, Genuinely shocked. So, yeah, like, looking at the rest of the looking at the rest of September like there ain't nothing here nothing doing nothing um, doing Skylanders game in September well like we can't do anything with that I know I'm just I'm just literally just saying names of things I recognise saying things uh, Dancing All Night September 29th I can't play that game I I um, as much as I would like to yeah I can't is, play that game there is basically nothing coming out even to the middle of October so hey Metal Gear will keep us I going for a while fucking month before I get to play uh, Fallout. Yep. More Is there anything in October? Nope, nothing. Well, not. I only saw it to the middle of October, so nothing. But we'll oh, see. Yeah, I, might end, I might end up playing Sword Coast Legends. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, cool. a few of my friends like want to play that as a multiplayer game. Cool. So I might end up playing that. I don't know. We'll see. Cool. Um, so coming up on the site, we had um, what have we done? Um, so the D4 playthrough is continuing. Part six yes. will be this week. Um, I need to cut. Our fucking Sonic video game. <laughs> That's the end of the first part or the first episode of um, D four. So I need to cut together the next six episodes, probably next sure. week at some point. Um, the Sonic Dreams collection video went up Sunday. That thing is a complete shit show in the best possible yeah. way. Go watch that. Um, I've got a couple other things in the works at the minute. We'll see what happens with them. Um, probably. Oh yeah. The reason that I should say that the reason that you won't see footage of the Heroes Mount Magic Seven beta yeah. is because I went to record a video of it and I pressed play and it says this beta is no longer running. So oh I really? Got there too late apparently. <laughs> oh yeah. wow. Okay. Sure. Um, so I will wait until the next beta phase, which I think is like beta four, and sure. then try again. Um, I don't know if by the next episode we'll have done a new Metal Gear spoiler cast we'll see, keep an eye on the site but yes, keep an eye on the site for other stuff GameEngineStart.com mm-hmm. where you'll find all the things uh, all our articles, our podcasts and videos go up there 
Uh, YouTube.com slash gaming to start is our YouTube channel. Uh, if you subscribe to that, you'll get all our videos usually a little bit before they appear on the main site. We are on Facebook and Twitter, Game Engine Start. If you search, you'll find us on there. Podcast at GameEngineStart.com is the email address. And we'll be back in two weeks, I think. Yeah. Yes. I guess. Two weeks, probably. We'll see you. We'll see. Unless you, like, unless you start burning through Metal Gear really quickly and we do another one of yeah, those. Maybe. We'll see. So we'll see you in two weeks, everyone. Bye. Bye.